0: To Psalm 118, Psalm 118. As you're turning there, I have a question for you. Why? Why did the turkey cross the road twice? Why did the turkey cross the road twice? To prove he wasn't chicken. (laughs) Oh, my wife goes, oh. (laughs) Would you help my wife better appreciate my jokes, please? (laughs) Amen. At least my little granddaughter there was laughing. Yes, yes. Our theme, my friends, our theme is very simply, we give thanks. On this Thanksgiving weekend, Truly we give thanks and from Psalm 118, the Lord speaks to us about some beautiful truths that ought to inspire you and me to give thanks to the Lord for many, many different reasons. And first of all, first of all, from Psalm 118, we give thanks. Give thanks because the Lord is good. The very first part of the first verse says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. That's very straightforward, isn't it? This uh, truth is obviously stated in many other places in the Bible as well. Uh, For instance, Psalm 145 verse 9 says, The Lord is good to everyone. The Lord is good to everyone. Now, uh, listen up for a moment here. There can be times in your life, in your life when you might say, "Well, you know, it looks like God sure is good to that lady or that man or that young person or this child, but I don't see him being good to me." Well, I want you to try to remember this verse, Psalm 145 9, that says, The Lord is good to whom? To everyone. To everyone. And that includes you. It includes you on this main level here at Rosewood Church of the Nazarene. It includes you, dear folks, up in the balcony, radio listeners, internet listeners. That includes you. The Lord is good to everyone. Psalm 25 verse 8 says, The Lord is good and does what is right. That's a part of why God is good. Because he does what is right. What is right for you and for me, for each one of us. Psalm 34 verse 8 says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Can you try to say that with me? Taste and see that the Lord is good. In Psalm 100 verses 4 and 5. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. Now, What are some of the ways in which the Lord is good to you and me? Well, we can go through a long list here, uh, but you and I, you and I can experience various blessings that come to us from the Lord. For example, James in the Bible, chapter 1, verse 17 says, Whatever is good and perfect comes to us from God above. Isn't that beautiful? Whatever is good and perfect comes to us. From where? From God above. And Jeremiah 29 verse 11 says, For I know, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Amen. Now you and I, you and I have to sometimes just stop and think about how God is good to us. Right? There are times we just have to pause. Recently, recently I was picking up some groceries from a, a store and I listened. I listened to some other customers speaking to each other in a a Chinese language. And because I don't speak Chinese, I wasn't sure if it was, they were speaking Mandarin or Cantonese or Hakka or some other Chinese dialect. But you know, I, I, I listened to them. I listened to them. There were, I don't know, four or five of them. I listened to them and I thought, isn't this amazing? Isn't this amazing that God has created our minds in such a way that that people can learn these various languages and even though I hadn't learned any of them and I couldn't speak any other languages, I just thought, isn't this fantastic that that the mind created by God is such that these dear folks can speak this language and they certainly know what they're saying to each other. They're communicating very well, and, uh, and it was just kind of an aha moment. Aha, aha, A-H-A. Did you understand, you understand what I mean? Like, do you ever stop and think, isn't this marvelous? I mean, these people are talking to each other. I may not understand a word, but praise God um, if I had, you know, if I'd ever studied the language from a child or even as an adult, I could probably learn it. But um, but I, I just I just thought, isn't this amazing that the that the human being can learn these different languages? On um, on another occasion, I was somewhere else. Maybe it was a grocery store again. Oh well, different places doesn't matter. And, and again, I I heard I heard a, a group of um, uh, what was it? It was um, a group of Sri Lankan people. Sri Lankan people speaking their language. And, and, and I listened, and again, I don 't speak that language, but I thought, isn 't this marvelous that God created us to be able to learn these different languages, and these dear folks from probably childhood days learn that language and it 's magnificent isn 't it isn 't it? you know and, uh, and, and recently we 've had the privilege of having a young lady from from Ecuador. Andrea, where are you today? You're here somewhere. Andrea, and she speaks uh, Portuguese. I believe that's your language uh, in Ecuador, right? You normally speak Portuguese? Pardon me? You speak Spanish? Speak Spanish. But I think you speak Portuguese too, don't you? Yes, yes, yeah. And and, and so, you know, um, different parts of the world, the human mind is able to to learn these various languages. And, you know, I know a little bit of a few languages. I, I know a little bit of English, and uh, <laughs> you know, I know a little bit of Greek and a little bit of Macedonian. And when I was in high school, I studied Latin for it was either two or three years, and um, that kind of thing. But uh, but sometimes, you know, you just need to stop and think. Isn't this awesome, incredible that that we have this capacity to just learn and appreciate these various languages, no matter where we're from. Uh, And that causes me to say, wow, God is good. Amen? Amen? Uh, On Sunday mornings, on Sunday mornings when I see the children, the children arriving for Sunday school and church, this happens Wednesday evenings when they come to caravan as well, When I see the boys and girls arriving for church, I I look at them and I I try to greet them before church and after church. And I look at these little ones and the bigger children as well. And I think, you know, each child, each teenager is is so precious, so special and so uniquely made, so handsome and so so beautiful. I, I look at the children and I say, God is good. Amen. A- a- amen. Uh, this past week, this past week, I was holding, I was holding our uh, our two month old uh, grandson in my arms for a little bit. I was, I was holding this little guy. His name is Paxton, P-A-X-T-O-N, and uh, Paxton means town of peace. Town of peace. And, and so far, so far he's been living up to his name. He's been a, he's been a very peaceful little, little child, right? And Paxton is, is Everly's little brother. Everly is here today, big sister, who's two and a half years old. Uh, she's here because, that's right, you're two. She's here because she had her mommy call up, grandma this morning, and say, I, she, she said, I, I wanna go to church with you, with you, Nana. And so that's how come our little granddaughter ended up here instead of our new church. Uh, but anyway, I was holding, I was holding little uh, Paxton in my arms. He's only two months old. And I just said to him, I said, Paxton, Paxton, your Nana loves you. That's, that's what we call my wife. Your Nana loves you and I love you and your mommy and daddy love you. And then that little guy, that little guy gave me this beautiful response. Do we have that picture? Do we have that picture? <laughs> there he is. There's Pakistan. You know? Uh, you know? Um. Who who is that, Everly? Who's that on the big screen? Huh? Pakistan, right. Uh, obviously, as far as I know, a two-year-old does not understand what we say. Those, those of you who are, I'm sorry, two-month-old, yeah, sorry, two-month-old, difference between two months and two years, yeah. So obviously a two-month-old baby doesn't understand, but, but that's part of the, part of the, the beauty. Uh, I, I, I just spoke these words to him and all of a sudden he just, he just lit up as, as if he understood. As if to say, uh, thanks, 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 thanks. Dedo, dedo, they use dedo, which is the Macedonian word for, for grandfather. And that's what, what they call me. But um, it, it's, just, uh, it's just wonderful when, uh, you know, you just look at these, these uh, situations. And, and uh, I, think, I think I've got a few other pictures here. There, that, that's, that's, that's our other little two, two-month-old granddaughter, this is Amy, Amy and uh, Pastor Yanni's little girl, she was born August the first, and the, gr- the grandson was born August the second, but anyway, that, that's little uh, Ulia and, and that, there we go, that's, uh, that's who, who's that, who's that? That's Everly feeding her baby brother, right? That's Everly feeding her baby brother. and. And that's our oldest grandson, Yanni, holding his baby sister, Yulia, Yulia, J-U-L-I-A. And some of you are probably thinking, <laughs> oh, yes, okay, I almost forgot about that photo. There, there is Dedo, or Papa, with both those little angels, August the firstborn and August the second, six and a half hours Apart and now some of you, some of you are probably thinking, Pastor Nick, you were just looking for an excuse to show some pictures of your grandchildren. Uh, one or two of you are going to write me nasty notes about that, but that's okay. I'll forgive you. All right, all right. And anyway, all I'm saying, my friends, all, all I'm saying is, um, just pause. Sometimes we need to just pause. And reflect upon our normal life experiences. Sometimes they might be huge experiences, like something awesome. Other times they're very simple experiences, but they will inspire us to say, What? God is good. God is good. Amen? Amen. All right, all right. Now, You don't have to have children, by the way. You you do not have to have children or grandchildren to say God is good. I just want to encourage all of us to just think about what we do have. And then say, I thank you, God, for you are good. Uh, Yes. All right, let's move along. Secondly, secondly, give thanks... Because the Lord loves you and me. This is spoken of very clearly here in Psalm 118, beginning at the second part of verse 1. His faithful love endures forever. Let all Israel repeat, His faithful love endures forever. Let Aaron's descendants, the priests, repeat, His faithful love endures forever. Let all who fear the Lord repeat, his faithful love endures forever. I want you to notice verse 2. Verse 2 says, says um, uh, let all Israel repeat. Let all Israel repeat. We could maybe say, let all Rosewood Church. Let all Rosewood Church repeat. His love, his faithful love endures forever. Amen? If you came to church today feeling like no one loves you, for whatever reason, sometimes people say that to me, sometimes people say, you know, Pastor, no one cares about me, no one loves me. And if you came to church today, whether you are younger or older, feeling like no one loves you, I want you to know that God truly loves you. We just read about his love right there in many other places in the Bible. For example, in 1 John chapter 3, verse 1, it says, See what great love the Father, our Heavenly Father, see what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. We should be called children of God. How? How can you become a child of God. Well, we become his children as we repent of our sins, which means we truly seek forgiveness of our sins. We become his child by believing that Jesus, the son of God, died on the cross to pay the price for your sins and for mine. The beautiful John 3:16 verse declares for God so loved the world, and that's you and me, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Or some translations say have everlasting life. Romans 5:18. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God who loves us also says to you and me, 1 John chapter 2, verse 23, and this is his commandment. We must believe in the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another just as he commanded us. He says, love one another just as he commanded us. Here's a question on this Thanksgiving Sunday. Is there anyone, is there someone in your life that you need to really start showing love towards? Maybe someone in your family, someone at work, someone at school. This past week, we heard the tragic, Events of a young man who lost his life because of bullying. Terrible thing. Tragic. Is there anyone in your life that you need to start showing love towards? In school? In the community where you live? Or maybe someone here in, in the church family Maybe for some reason, whether it's at home, at school, at work, at church, in the community where you live, maybe for some reason, at some point in time, you you stop showing concern and love towards someone. This Thanksgiving Sunday would be a great day for you to start or restart showing the love that God would want you to show, for he has first loved you. Amen? Let's continue with Psalm 118 here to truth number three, and it is this. Read it from the big screen. Give thanks because the Lord hears and answers our prayers. I picked this up, obviously, from verse 5 where it says, In my distress I prayed to the Lord, and the Lord answered me and set me free. And then later, later in verse 21, I thank you for answering my prayer and giving me victory. Giving me victory. My friends, this Thanksgiving, it's a wonderful time for you and me to recognize and express thanksgiving because we serve a God who hears and answers our prayers. Sometimes when we pray about whatever it is, sometimes he immediately says, yes. On occasion, he says, wait a little bit. Other times, he causes us to wait a long time. And we don't always understand God's timing. We don't have easy answers. But let us be encouraged. Be encouraged today, because the Word of God tells us that he does hear and answer our prayers. So whatever it is that you are praying about, don't give up, keep praying. Keep praying for that son or daughter that um, that wandered away from God for whatever reasons. Keep praying, keep praying for that husband or or wife that has been a, a pain to you for whatever reasons. Keep praying, keep praying for that coworker, that man or woman in your workplace that has unnecessarily made it more difficult for you. Don't give up. Keep praying about your health burden or the health need of that special person in your life, whether it's a family member or friend, keep praying because the Lord hears and answers our prayers. Obviously, we don't understand everything that happens, but we have to keep praying. I shared with you earlier how on Wednesday evening, our son Jeremy was very, very, very sick. Uh, I was here at the church, I think it was around 6, 6.30, I was, I was getting ready for the wedding rehearsal that I had at 8.30, and I was on the phone, in fact, I was also on the phone, and, and then a little message appeared at the top of my phone. We have this, uh, I don't know what you call the messenger, I, it was my son or my wife who kind of set it up on my phone, I just kind of know when to press buttons, you might say. But anyway, as I I was on the phone, a little message appeared at the top of my phone from our son, Jeremy, and it it said, is anyone nearby? And and, um, uh, several of our family members live close to each other. And so um, his message was, is anyone nearby? He was alone at home with his two-and-a-half-year-old daughter and two-month-old son. So message was, is anyone nearby? And I thought, oh, Jeremy must be getting lonely. Then the next, the next little message was, I have a medical emergency. OK, I, I hung up the phone call that I was on. I hung it up. I called Jeremy right away. And I said, son, what, what, what's happening? So he described to me, he could hardly talk, he could hardly talk, he described to me that he was having excruciating pains and he could hardly breathe. And I said, Jeremy, hang up, I'm going to call 911, we need to get you to the hospital. I hung up, he hung up, I called 911, told them what was happening, gave them as much information as I could. The uh, emergency vehicles went to his house and uh, I, I went to the Ajax Pickering Hospital. But I can tell you that that whole evening, that whole evening, right up until right up until um, uh, one o'clock in the morning, it was a roller coaster. It was a roller coaster of a ride in terms of the the agony he was going through. And in fact, in fact, at um, about eight thirty or a little bit past that, I. I started. I started to leave the. I started to leave the hospital because I had the wedding rehearsal to officiate at 8:30. At 8:30. But as I as I got to the car, just before getting to the car, I, I don't ever recall doing this before. Just as I, just before getting to the car, I just felt. I just felt that I needed to go back to the hospital, to the emergency department. So I turned around and and I, I went back. And by the way, before I left the the church uh, to go to the hospital, I I said to Pastor Lisa, Pastor Lisa, I'm expecting to come back, but just in case I can't come back, depending on what's happening with Jeremy, can you please lead the wedding rehearsal? Uh, Although I was really expecting to come back. However, when I I made the attempt to leave the hospital, I, I just felt, no, no, this is not right. My son is in agony. Uh, The doctors don't know what to do. Uh, They're running all kinds of tests. And uh, really, all I I did was just stand beside his bed, and for much of the time, I just prayed. I just prayed. I just prayed. And I I don't know why he went through the agonizing time that he he went through. I don't know. Uh, Eventually, eventually, the doctors said, you know, we just can't figure it out. Um, we've done all these tests, and, um, and we, just, we just can't figure out why he's been in agony. And eventually they said, the good news is it does not appear to be his heart, and he had major open heart surgery a couple of years ago. The good news is it doesn't appear to be the heart, but why, uh, even now, even to this day, after seeing his heart specialist, uh, we, we don't know. But in the midst, in the midst of all of that, I want to give thanks because the Lord does hear and answer our prayers. We just don't always understand everything, right? Amen. So today, before you leave church, you may want to spend a few moments to just express thanksgiving to the Lord answering your prayers. Let's go to number four, truth. And here it is. Give thanks because the Lord is for you and me and we can count on his help. This truth is communicated in verses six and seven. Here's what it says. The Lord is for me so I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? Yes, the Lord is for me. He will help me. I will look in triumph at those who hate me. The Lord is for me. Be encouraged today, my friends, and be inspired to give further thanks to the Lord because as this verse says or these verses declare, the Lord is for you and me. And we can count on his help. Isn't it wonderful to know, I mean, whether it was during your childhood days or now as an adult, isn't it wonderful to know that you can say, and I can say, the Lord is for me? Why don't you say it with me? The Lord is for me. The Lord is for me. Sometimes you and I have to remind ourselves about that because there, there are different things that happen that can cause you and me, can cause you and me to say, oh, oh, that person is against me. This person is against me. Um, Revenue Canada is against me. <laughs> the police, the police are against me. Um, the bill collectors are against me. The the who else? Who else? You know? It just seems like the whole world is against me. Right? Come on. I mean, if I was to ask for a show of hands, there there, there are probably times that you have lived through when you felt like everybody seems to be against me. Is that isn't that right? Yeah, yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, I mean, we go through times like that, and the good news is we can give thanks because the Word of God declares, the Lord is for you. The Lord is for you and me, and we can count on his help. Amen? So if you're facing a particular trial, hardship at the present time, and it can be, Something very different for each person. Be encouraged because the Lord is for you. The Lord is for you. That's exactly what verses six and seven declare. Take comfort and encouragement from this good news. Let me take you to fifth truth. Give thanks because we can trust the Lord. We can trust the Lord. This truth comes out to us, comes across when we begin verse, reading verse 8 through 13. Here it is. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in people. It is better to take refuge in the Lord, verse 9, than to trust in princes, I, I always have difficulty pronouncing that word, P R I N C E S. I don't know why, but anyway, uh, verse ten: Though hostile nations surrounded me, I destroyed them all with the authority of the Lord. Yes, they surrounded and attacked me, but I destroyed them with all, uh, destroyed them all with the authority of the Lord. They swarmed around me like bees. They blazed against me like a crackling fire, but I destroyed them all with the authority of the Lord. Verse 13. My enemies did their best to kill me, but the Lord rescued me. What is he talking about here? He's essentially talking about the fact that he could trust in the Lord. He could trust In the Lord. Verse 8, back there again. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in people. He's really saying he could trust in the Lord. He trusted in the Lord to help him through this very, very big challenge that he went through when his life was threatened. And my friends, may you and I have a sense of thanksgiving for the fact that we can also trust in the Lord to help us navigate through the various channels and challenges of life. No matter what stage you're at, no matter where things are at in your life. We don't understand everything as I said before, But trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not upon your own understanding. Don't always expect to understand. I've learned that lesson very well across the years. I haven't always understood personal things that have happened or haven't happened. I haven't always understood things in terms of our church. But... I've been learning more and more to trust in the Lord with all my heart and lean not upon my own understanding. Let me take you to sixth beautiful truth, and it is this, number six. Read it with me from the big screen. Give thanks because the Lord strengthens us, puts a song in our heart, and gives us victory. This is stated in verse 14. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. Amen? The good news is, there are times times in your life and there are times in my life and all of us have gone through them and all of us will go through them in the future. There there have been times when, when you and I have thought, Man, I am, so, I am so tired. I'm so tired physically. I'm so tired emotionally. I'm so, so tired of the financial struggles. I'm so tired of, of feeling like people are, are against me. I don't know how I can make it. I don't know how I can go on. And in those times, let's remind ourselves. Let's remind ourselves that the Lord is my strength. The Lord will strengthen you as you pray and you call upon him. I know, I know, because I I go through this many times myself. The Lord strengthens his people and puts a a song in our heart, as verse 14 says. The Lord is my strength and my song. He inspires us to, to sing. Uh, Sometimes, sometimes even when you're in the depths of despair, sometimes even when you feel depressed, the Lord will will help you to to start to sing a little chorus. Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. The Lord will, will help you to begin a little chorus. And maybe, maybe the chorus will be learning to lead. Learning to lean, I'm learning to lean on Jesus. Finding more power than I ever dreamed, I'm learning to lean on Jesus. And so the Lord puts a a song in your heart and and, and as you sing that song or even think about it, there's there's renewed strength. Amen? There's renewed strength. And you're encouraged to, to think and to believe that you know what? I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it through this challenge. I'm going to experience victory. Victory because of the Lord. Amen? And so, beloved, on this Thanksgiving Sunday, I invite you to, in your own way, truly express thanksgiving. Thanks for the different truths that I've, I've shared with you. Thanks because the Lord is good. Thanks because the Lord loves you and me. Thanks because the Lord hears and answers our prayers. Thanks because the Lord is for you and me and we can count on him. Thanks for these wonderful reasons. Thanks because we can trust the Lord. And thanks because the Lord strengthens strengthens us, puts a song in our heart and gives us victory. As we sing this closing song, it may be that some of you want to take a few minutes to just just come and in your own simple way, whether you kneel or stand at this altar, just come and, and express thanksgiving to God, perhaps for some of the truths that I've spoken of, well, Psalm 118 speaks of. Perhaps you want to give thanks for other matters in your life. And some of you today may want to come and pray and say, Lord, on this Thanksgiving, I want to thank you for the life you've given me, and I want to give this life back to you. I want to commit my life to you, Jesus. Jesus, I ask you for forgiveness of my sins. I repent of my sins. And Lord, I give my heart to you. I dedicate my life to you on this Thanksgiving. I offer my life as a Thanksgiving offering. And I want to honor you and please you and be your man, your woman, devoted to Jesus Christ. Would you stand, would you stand, and let's pray. Now, dear Lord, we thank you for who you are. And we want to truly express thanksgiving and praise for the the marvelous truths that we uncover from Psalm 118. And of course, these are only a few of the reasons for which we want to give you thanks and praise. Lord, as I look upon our congregation today, I want to express gratitude indeed for each precious life, each man, woman, teenager, and child. What beauty there is in each person's life. How wonderful and how uniquely made is each one. I pray for your blessings, your blessings upon each person and each life. And together today, as a family, the family of God, On this wonderful Thanksgiving weekend, we say, Thanks be to God. Thank you, Lord, for your many blessings. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. As we sing.